This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today we really have two dynamos on the program. First up, if you're looking for a makeup artist extraordinaire, you're going to want to look at Melissa Verdo. She is your it girl. Her wide range of over a decade of expertise includes bridal, fashion, and print. And later on in the show, we're joined by Christine Blanchette, a Vancouver-based TV host, producer, radio host, and podcaster, and a magazine and newspaper contributor as well. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about Melissa Verdo. Toronto-based, Melissa has worked with a portfolio of international clients in both film and television with her freelance business, Makeup by Melly, that's M-E-L-L-Y. Certified by MAC Cosmetics, her works have appeared in Toronto Fashion Week, music videos, and numerous print ads. Melissa is also a makeup educator at the Canadian Beauty College, where she gets to pass on her passion and experience and expertise to new budding talent. Her manicured finger is on the pulse of cutting-edge trends and industry knowledge. And with her very large following, I have to tell you folks, this lady is an Instagram and social media star. And her Instagram uh, handle is at Makeup by Melly V. That's M-A-K-E-U-P-B-Y. M-E-L-L-Y-V for Victor. And we'll tell you more about that again at the end of the show. Melissa shares all things beauty and lifestyle, all while being a busy mom of a toddler and one on the way as well. For her bridal clientele, she brings years of experience and professionalism to the table while also bringing an energy and fun that only Melissa can create. But I also know Melissa as a wonderful singer, and a dancer and choreographer who used to choreograph many of the Act One production shows directed by Alex Moses that my daughter Lily used to perform in. And listeners are in for a real treat because Melissa is going to sing an original for us at the end of the show. Melissa, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much, Judy. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on and sharing this moment with you. I'm so thrilled to have you here and and we'll explain even more about our connection, but it's just so unbelievable to see you flourishing in this way. But let's go back for a moment. Melissa, you were an accomplished singer and dancer. You were the lead singer in the Melissa V Band. You were uh, in a Spice Girl tribute band playing Baby Spice. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> and as mentioned, you were also a choreographer for almost two decades with Act One Productions. And you not only attended ESA, which for those of you, that's a Etobicoke School for the Arts, but you also attended Sheridan's very prestigious musical theater program where my daughter Lily is now in fourth year. So that was so cool to learn about that as well. Yeah. You were in the entertainment industry for 20 years as a performer, how would you describe those two decades that you spent on stage, really, as a singer, actor, dancer, and choreographer? 
honestly was probably the best time of my life to be completely honest. I was really blessed to be able to do what I love, make a living at it. And I got to travel the world, which is another like thing I love to do is see new countries and new places. So for me, it was totally fulfilling in every way. (laughs) You were a lead singer for the Melissa V band. What was that like for you? And how did those experiences shape you into the awesome work that you're doing today? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know what? When I was the lead singer for that band, it was challenging at times because to be honest with you, it's a lot on your voice and you're singing like anywhere from three to four, 45 minute to one hour sets. And some of these songs are not easy to sing. So you're belting out. So um, you really have to take care of yourself, take care of your voice. But being on stage and fronting a band, it just gave me a lot of confidence and kind of like if Back then, I think I have my confidence now, but back then, if you saw me just a normal girl, like hanging around, but then you saw me on stage, a lot of people are like, wow, you're so different on stage. I'm like, yeah, because it's a persona. You know, I get up there and do my thing, but off the stage, you know? That's so cool. That's so fantastic. You were also Baby Spice, the best spice of all in Girl Power, a Spice Girls tribute band. Tell us what you learned from that experience. That was a crazy experience. Um, The best part about that is being with four other girls. I've always actually secretly wanted to be in a girl band and, you know, I couldn't make it there on my own. So this was like the next best thing. So being with four other girls and um, it was just an awesome experience. We got to go actually to Goa, India for the millennium, believe it or not, which was a huge accomplishment and such an amazing, amazing time. Isn't that incredible? How will you use the girl power that you developed during all of this time when raising your daughter? Oh, 100%. I'm all about girl power and like girls being able to do whatever they want and, you know, do it, be confident and be passionate and try. If, you know, we all fail at things that's in life and we learn from them. But even with my daughter, like she's doing soccer right now. And my husband was like, you're going to get her into soccer. I'm like, yeah, maybe she'll like soccer. You know, maybe she'll like dance, you know, try whatever you want and whatever feels comfortable. And I want her to be, to grow up and be confident and comfortable in her skin because as women, we've come a long way, but I still feel we have a long way to go. (laughs) If you know what I mean. (laughs) Absolutely. Melissa, since you started your career as a performer, why did you decide to make this sort of dramatic change to become a makeup artist? And around 2014, you moved really from this career on the stage to a career in the beauty industry. What inspired you to create this transformation from stage to a dazzling career in the beauty business. How did it all play out? Yeah, for me, beauty was always there and I had a knack for it. Like even when I was in Sheridan and in ESA, a lot of people, the performers would always say, Melissa, do my makeup, Melissa, do my makeup. So I knew I was good at it. And to be honest with you, it can take a toll on you, the dancing and singing. And I really wanted to start a family. So I was kind of thinking a little bit ahead, like I've done this for so long. What else do I love? I love doing makeup. You know, maybe I could teach makeup. And then I just kind of, the transition actually happened naturally for me, believe it or not. So things were happening with my body. My knee was getting bad. I had to have an operation on my knee. And then I decided not to because I was worried about that. So it was kind of like a very 
easy transition for me to make. But it was sad too, because I love that lifestyle as well, but it's only sustainable for so long. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's so important to also just go though where the passion is, right? Yes. Like to go where, like, like there's an expression, whatever burns the most, like yeah. whatever's lit up. And I think that that, it's interesting. I didn't know that that was always something that, that you loved. You're, mm-hmm. you're very well known for your artistry in the makeup industry. What do you love about the beauty business in general and what attracted you to this profession? The fact that it's always changing. There's something new happening all the time. And I love that. I love also that you can get excited about makeup. I'm one of those girls who like, you know, a new foundation comes. I'm like, oh my God, I have to try it. (laughs) You know, I love sharing that with other women and, you know, a little bit of makeup. I'm not saying you need to wear it, but it can make you feel so confident and so good about yourself. And I love sharing that with other women and just getting really excited about it. Why not? Right. <laughs> so true. It, it's almost like when you can't um, buy new clothes yeah. or you can't afford it or whatever, but you get a new lipstick and you feel like it's a whole new lease on life, 100%. right? Like it's something. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so much fun. You're also extremely accomplished as a makeup artist for bridal, for bridal makeup, mm-hmm. which really is an art in itself. Yeah. What do you love about doing weddings? Weddings is actually my favorite because I love seeing the whole transformation with the bride and, you know, getting to know the bride and getting to know the bridesmaids. It's so fun to be a part of that special day and to make the bride go from like, sometimes people are so nervous about makeup. Maybe they haven't had a makeup artist do their makeup before. So I get to kind of walk them through this beautiful transition. And I just love that they feel like, you know, this beautiful swan on their wedding day. So it it just makes me feel good. I love helping other women feel confident and it just brings me joy. So that's why I love the bridal business so much. Our listeners can't see this because they're listening right now. Like our, our Instagram followers will be able to see this in some of our little mini clips and our sneak peeks, but you look gorgeous and your makeup is always so beautiful. Do you sort of have it down that you can sort of pull it together? Yeah, I have a five minute look, which is like my go-to, you know, I like to look put together, but not to be caked on. So that's kind of what I'm known for, like the more natural glam, but still glam. (laughs) Well, it works. You look so gorgeous. What do you say to people who don't wear a lot of makeup, but just want to have that little bit of a boost? And even during COVID, I, I remember Marilyn Lightstone, Moses Neimer, you know, Moses and Marilyn, <laughs> they've yeah. been a team for a long time. Uh, she once said that she has never gotten up during all of COVID without putting on her makeup, that it just makes you feel good. Even if she wasn't seeing anyone that day, she did it for herself yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. it's so, so important to do that. What do you recommend for people who aren't big makeup people just to have that little bit of a boost? I totally agree with that. Like during COVID too, like when you're not going out, you're not going to events, you're not going to in your regular routine, you can kind of get into like a slump. So for me, it was the same thing, getting up, doing my hair, doing my makeup, even if I was going nowhere, okay, taking my daughter for a walk. (laughs) It just makes you feel better and more put together. And I think when you feel more put together and um, you're more confident for your day, like you're ready to tackle anything. And that's for me, really important because I feel like, okay, I can do this because I've got a little bit, I always say, give me a little bit of lipstick and I'm good to go. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) Absolutely. It does because it makes you feel good. When you feel good, you're better, you're kinder, you're more generous. So all of a sudden I was on Instagram, not all of a sudden I'm on it all the time because I love Instagram. And I was like, wow, 
what happened to Melissa Bruto? She's become <laughs> a major beauty Instagram influencer. And you have all these brands vying for your attention and wanting you to represent them. And you have thousands of followers. How did this all blossom into you becoming a huge social media influencer? Yeah, this happened all during COVID. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I was missing that creativity of not being able to do people's faces and that interaction with people. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing this online. Let's see what happens. And it just kind of blew up for me, I guess, because I was more focusing now on like what I can give to my community and stuff. And I only started with like last year with a thousand followers. So it blew up pretty fast for me. Wow. Yeah. So women were just contacting me and saying, Hey, what was that product? Or you helped me with this. And I was like, Oh, I can, it's a way of communicating and connecting with people at a time that we so desperately needed to be connecting with people. It was so hard for some people who, you know, were working from home and totally isolated by themselves. Many women reached out to me and they're like, you know what? I just put on makeup today and I'm not going anywhere. I'm working from home. I'm like, amazing. How did you feel? I felt great. You know? So, <laughs> Yeah, you know, what's so interesting. I find the same thing happened with a recent guest of ours, Jennifer Valentine, who, of course, was on City TV for 28 years. I love Jennifer Valentine. Oh, she's so (laughs) fabulous. You have a similar kind of lovely her on BT. Right. And when she left, I was like, no, (laughs) I know everyone. There were like like literally 80,000 comments. No, we can't watch this without you. Like she she's amazing. And she also really sort of pulled it all together during Instagram and at, during during the pandemic and yeah. went on camera and just did these wonderful little, here's how to make mouth-watering grilled cheese sandwiches in, in 30 seconds or less. And, you know, exactly. and I have to admit, I tried a lot of those recipes, but that's, exactly. that's for the another show. Last year was pivot. We were all pivoting to do something different. And that just came out of that brand started reaching out to me and I was like, Oh, they're like, Hey, can we send you this? Will you review it? And I was like, Oh, maybe I have something here. So. <laughs> wow. That is just, I'm so proud of you. It's really fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> How can you paint us a picture of what life looks like as a beauty influencer? Has this sort of transformed into your dream career? Definitely. It is a lot of work. People think it's all glamour and that's it. You post a picture and that's it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of planning your content, photo shoots, planning what you're going to say, how you're going to promote it, but also being real and being authentic. I don't just want to promote something just because somebody gave it to me. Um, I really do specifically pick what I want to talk about because I want to be authentic. I want women to want to come to my page and be like, hey, she's going to give us the real dirt on this product or the real dirt on just life stuff, but transitioned some of my stuff into more lifestyle lately with becoming a mom again. So (laughs) it's so wonderful. You know, I I noticed actually, I I watched one of your Instagram stories and there was a product that you weren't sure about yet. You hadn't tried it out. So you said very honestly, I have to try this out and then I'm going to tell you all about it. It looks really good, but I'll keep you posted. And that was so lovely because then you really, you feel comfortable and you basically trust the beauty influencer because you know that they're, you know, being in integrous and as you say, real and raw and authentic, which is so wonderful. So I have a relative that loves this show that always asks, what were the steps that you took to make this all happen? As you said, it's not just, it doesn't just happen. The photo shoots, the getting right. Even when you go on camera for Instagram, you have to put on some makeup. You can't just, well, you don't have to, but in my case, I don't want, I don't want to scare the people. So 
what are the steps that you had to go through to really make this happen? Because it takes a certain kind of person who's yeah. conscientious and who thinks things out. It's not just all like, doesn't all just happen par hasard. Exactly. You have to plan and be like, I plan my months, meaning I, and it started that way in the beginning too. I was like, okay, I'm going to plan what I want to talk about. And as you go along, you'll see what people gravitate towards more and are asking you more questions about, and then you can plan the content for that. But also remember Instagram is about communicating with people. So you also have to build relationships and communicate. And one thing I always tell people who are trying to grow on Instagram is you have to comment to people who comment back to you. You have to interact. It's like if someone walks right up to you and says hello and you say nothing but give them a thumbs up, they're going to be like, <laughs> you know? It's like I try to explain it like that because it's true, right? Yes, totally, totally. <laughs> exactly. Connecting is what people want. People want to connect with people and more so now than ever. It's so true because you're actually providing a phenomenal service to people by creating that connection that they might not otherwise have. So it's it's so fabulous. Anyway, I want to say that not only are you a super successful entrepreneur (laughs) and beauty influencer who's been a performer, choreographer and singer, as mentioned, but you also became a mom during all of this. And yay, the best thing of all. And I want to congratulate you on finding out that you were expecting a second child. What beautiful news. Thank you. But this hasn't been easy for you, Melissa, and you've been very vocal uh, about your struggles with infertility. Can you tell us what you've experienced leading up to this very happy time right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I found my my forever, my Prince Charming, a little later in life. And I I guess I was naive and never really thought about having kids when you're older. So I started trying in my late 30s. And I didn't realize that I was having trouble and, you know, I needed to get help. It wasn't happening like it was for other people. And as a woman, it was really hard for me because I was like, I can't do the one thing that women are supposed to be able to do. Like, why can't I do this? So a lot of shame and a lot of um, guilt and stress came around that. But as I continued with the journey and and, uh, saw a fertility doctor, I knew that people don't talk about this. Like no one was talking about it in my community, my friends. And I was like, why aren't we talking about this? Like, Mm -hmm. I need someone to talk about this with, you know, like, let's talk about it. So I just started to talk about my journey a little bit more. And, um, it, it helped me a lot to bring awareness and to have the conversation. I knew deep down since I was little that I always wanted to be a mom. And, you know, when I went through two IVFs, a failed IVF, a miscarriage before I had Scarlett, so many things, but I knew that I never, never, never gave up hope. I'm like, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I think you really have to hold on to that hope because if you don't have that hope, it, it's just so hard to continue. So when I got that transfer and that positive pregnancy with my first Scarlet, it was like I won the lottery. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I knew that I was meant to be a mom like hundred <laughs> percent. Isn't so, that wonderful? Isn't yeah. that wonderful? And, and you're helping all of the people that are feeling hopeless because yeah. there's a lot of people going through this um, and whether it's mothers or grandmothers listening to this program right now who know someone who's suffering from infertility, yeah. um, it, it can be very, very difficult and you feel lonely and yeah. you, you don't talk about it. So having someone talk about it and it almost demystifies it, right? Yeah. It takes away the stigma and it makes it like something that so many people are going through and you've been an achiever, like you've survived it, overcome it and you have yeah. a baby and one on the way. So Yeah, exactly. And so many women have reached out to me and 
since I've been posting about it, because my second daughter is also a transfer. And I was like, wow, there's so many women suffering in silence. People I know that I had no idea were trying or suffering. And they're now like, oh, thank you for like opening up. It makes me feel like I can talk about it. And I think that is so important that we do talk about it. So fantastic. How have you been able to balance motherhood while being such a busy entrepreneur and makeup artist? That's a lot of hats and a lot of balls that you're juggling, right? Yeah, it is a lot of hats. I'm very lucky that I have an amazing husband who, you know, who can step up when I need him to step up. He's very, very hands-on with our daughter. And um, it's just juggling the time. You have to really plan. I'm a planner. So I plan everything and I try to be there for my daughter. She's first always, no matter what. So making sure that I put her first and that I have the quality time with her. And then there's sleepless nights because you got to get work done. There's times I'm up till two o'clock in the morning writing content, you know, or filming a reel. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way it goes. You have to balance it all. And I love everything I'm doing. So it's not like I'm doing anything because I have to. I love everything. So I think when you love it, you find time for it. You're so right. When it begins with passion and your calling, and I think this really has been your calling, everything falls into place. Everything makes sense. And you're so motivated to do it that you'll figure, you figure it out. You're like, okay, I'll sleep on Sunday. I'll sleep tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> right. You work, you work it out. It's uh, it's yeah. so incredible. How has the pandemic affected your parenting? Did you have extra anxieties with being a mother during these crazy COVID times and have they abated now that things are a little calmer? You know what? I had major anxiety during COVID, not so much for myself, but for my daughter, because she's at the age where we were in all these programs before COVID started. And I was worried that her development wouldn't be the same because she's not having the interaction with other kids. And I remember one time she wasn't speaking as much yet. And I said to my husband, like she's not talking. He's like, don't worry. It's going to get there. Now she doesn't shut up. (laughs) I love it. I love the conversations we have. But yeah, I had a lot of anxiety about mostly about development and her not being able to be around other kids, her age, you know, and seeing like, Oh, this is how you share. And this is how you play. So that worried me the most, but now we go out and, you know, we're in the park and I see her interacting with other kids and I'm like, okay, she's good. Like she might, she's a little social butterfly, my daughter. So. <laughs> no problem there. No problem yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not worried anymore, but I was worried. <laughs> Does she have any of your musical theater talent, singing, oh uh, acting, uh, dancing, of course? Yes. Oh my God. Judy, if you could see her, if I put Lady Gaga on, she will shake her booty. She's like <laughs> getting down dancing. And she actually can like, she does this like singing thing. She'll copy me and she'll sing. And I'm like, oh my God, she has almost like pitch. It's like pretty good. So I'm excited. <laughs> That's really fun. I love yeah. that. What is bliss for Melissa Verdo? Oh, bliss is being a mom for me. Like honestly, everything else of it disappeared. Being a mom is is everything. And I'm watching my little daughter grow and the siblings she has on the way. I'm just excited to, you know, spend more time with them and just to be I kind of feel like I have that picture perfect family. So it's it's for me, it's it's what I love. Isn't that <laughs> wonderful? Isn't that so is there something you still have in your career that's a dream or do you feel you're kind of living it? Um that's a hard question. I always the type of person who wants more. I'm always like, okay, what else can I accomplish? What else can I do? But I think right now, especially with the social media, I'm really getting to do what I do love. So right now I think I'm 
I'm content, if that makes sense. <laughs> not wonderful. That's yeah. the best place to be of all yeah. of all. I have to tell our audience also, Melissa has very generously offered a giveaway, a pretty generous, wonderful giveaway that involves some of these beauty brands that all vie for her attention. She's put them together in a magnificent basket. And this giveaway is actually ongoing right now. Melissa, can you tell us more about what the listeners have a chance to win in this spectacular beauty giveaway? For sure. So it's um, a beauty basket filled with over $300 worth of amazing skincare and makeup products that I personally love. So you'll get some skincare stuff in there, some masks, some serums, and then some products to do your makeup. So some of the in products right now, like uh, cream blush and lip tints that are very, very popular. And then whatever the um, the person who wins feels comfortable with, if they're comfortable with having a one-on-one in person with me, I can do that or a one-on-one Zoom, obviously. And they can either have a makeup application or a makeup lesson. So I'll happy to go through products with them as well as do their makeup, maybe if that's what they want. <laughs> Thank you so much for You're that welcome. beautiful, generous giveaway. Yeah, uh, no some problem. lucky listener <laughs> is going to be so thrilled to win that. And the contest is ongoing right now. It's running from the Tuesday to the Tuesday. We'll have more details for you all at the end of the show. Melissa, it has, it's gone by so fast. I know. It, it's been <laughs> so wonderful to reconnect with you yes, and to have you on Finding Your Bliss. And I'm so happy for all of your success. What is the best way for people to contact you and connect with you on social media? For sure. Judy, thank you so much for having me on. Like, really, I'm so excited when you asked me. So thank you. And people can connect with me through um, social media. So IG at Makeup by Melly V. Or they can also check in with me at my website, which is um, Makeup by Melly. No V on the website. (laughs) Makeupbymelly.com. I have to tell all of our listeners, Melissa is a beautiful person inside and out. She's gorgeous. You'll all see that who see her photo, but she's also a beautiful person inside as well. And it's just been an absolute delight and pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Everyone stay tuned. Melissa is also going to be singing us out of the show today. We're going to go on a short commercial break. More with Finding Your Bliss when we come back with our next guest, Christine Blanchet, back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're now joined by an incredibly creative multimedia personality, Christine Blanchette. Christine was born in Ontario, 
raised in Quebec and lives in Vancouver. And Christine is a television host and producer for Shaw TV and Rogers TV as well. She's worked for CBC TV News Vancouver in research and production. And she is also the creator, host and producer of Run With It, Canada's only running fitness and health show, which airs on Novus, TELUS TV, also on the Healthy Living Network, YouTube channel, and CJMQ Radio. She is also the creator, host, and producer of The Closing Act, airing on Novus TV and YouTube channel. She's an internationally published health and fitness writer and a regular contributor to Livid Magazine, Optimize Magazine, and Impact Magazine. She's published stories with the Vancouver Sun newspaper, the Huffington Post, Canadian Running Magazine, and she's a podcaster too. Does she ever sleep? We, we don't know about that. Uh, she's also worked as a radio host with CJMQ Radio in Sherbrooke, Quebec. And Christine has been a moderator. She's an accomplished mentor and teacher, a UBC running instructor. I want to take some running lessons. And <laughs> when this is fixed, and she was even a juror for the British Columbia Film and Television Awards program, which is known as the Leo Awards. Christine, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Judy. This is exciting. This is so fun and so exciting. And I love that it's coast to coast. So this is so thrilling. I'm meeting with you in Toronto and you're you're coming to us live from Vancouver. Christine, you're a very high energy and enthusiastic host who has really turned your passion for running and everything fitness into an incredible career. You started running in 1998 and five months later, you finished the Vancouver Marathon in a very impressive qualifying time for even Boston, whose standards are very high. And a year later, you completed a 50 kilometer ultra marathon in Victoria, BC, gaining more confidence and finishing in second place. Your passion for the sport grew exponentially. And I was just wondering if you could take us all back to what it is about running that you love so much. Well, running has always been a love-hate relationship because I started running in high school and my brother was the, the runner. John said, oh, just, just do the cross-country event. We need points. Or do the 400 meter. We need points. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was picked last in all team sports, basketball and everything. And I wasn't really that great at it. But running came back to me, came back into my life because of a friend. So I started running. And I think it was like maybe 20 minutes at a time. But then my confidence, something about running gave me confidence. It gave me a sense of empowerment. I felt so good. I felt like I could, you know, do more. I could relax. You know, I just love it to this day. You know, it's just it's something that is like brushing my teeth. I need to do it. Wow. <laughs> I, I was wondering, it's so fabulous. I, I'm so impressed by this. I, I once did a 5K when I was a reporter on the Dini Petty show on CFTO TV. You know, and I remember in that last five to 10 minutes before I had to hand the baton to Dini. So it was really important <laughs> that I get there. I remember turning a little bit blue, a shade of blue, uh, definitely. What are you like in the last legs of a marathon? Like, do you ever just go, I don't know if I can do that last 20 blocks or whatever it is? 
Yeah, I mean, it depends how much training is involved. But I mean, my first marathon, I mean, I was tired. I mean, like most people. But when I crossed the, the finish line in Vancouver, um, Olympian Kerry Nelson, I remember he saying, and I was tired. Um, he said, you qualify for Boston. I'm going, what? I had no idea about Boston Marathon. I just, <laughs> I said, wow, is that ever cool? You know, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what I was thinking, but I was tired, but I, but I felt I was trained enough for it. I feel if you are tired at the end, it means you put a lot into it. Now, Victoria, I ran the Victoria Marathon and I just glided across mm. the finish line. It's because I had too much too much in there too, but I was worried. I wanted to make sure I, I ran a good enough time, Judy. So, so I had, I had enough in my tank. Oh, but, that sounds so, yeah. so yeah. encouraging. So I've gotten myself up to walking between 10 to 15 uh, thousand steps a day. Um, I'm actually doing it around my house, believe it or not, right now due to this injury. But for people who really want to start and are just walkers, what do you, what's your suggestion for how they can just venture in, not to, you know, intensely at first, but just to sort of um, start doing it gingerly and then go for it? What do you recommend? Well, I recommend to see a doctor first. <laughs> um, you know, that's really, really important. Um, suggest three times a week. But, you know, the Learn to Run program, you could do, for instance, um, you can run one minute, walk two minutes, and do that up to like 30 minutes. But if you're just, you know, walking, walking to me, I love walking now. I never thought walking would ever be in my vocabulary. <laughs> so I did power walking. Um, and it's great. It's a great cross trainer. But as I said, three times a week. And just listen to your body. Like do maybe 20 minutes at a time and, and, and add on it, you know, little by little. And just, you know, it's really important not to compete with anyone. Compete against yourself and... You know, and look at programs, too. There are many programs online. Um, you know, I do custom programs as well. So that's some general information, Judy. That's fantastic. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm also a life coach, Christine, and I always tell my life coaching clients that when you're in the sphere that you need to be in, more and more becomes available to you and everything really starts to fall into place. And I think that's exactly what happened to you because from this running, you went on to teach at the University of British Columbia in the athletics department, which actually led to you hosting BC's only running fitness and health show on Shaw TV called Run With It. And I know you've interviewed health and fitness professionals, athletes and celebrities on the program what have you loved about doing that show? And do you have a favorite moment or episode that always stands out for you? Wow. Good question. I mean, I mean, passion for running. It just from there went from a passion project and then it created not, it's not just a running show. Um, it has something for everyone, fitness and health. And, and to ask, is there a favorite episode? I think everyone is, everyone's a great guest who comes on because I'm learning from them too. I mean, we're always learning from others. And, you know, I had Robert Esme who is a Olympic gold medalist. And I mean, yes, he's an extraordinary resume. And then I have people who study ballet and they want to, they run for fitness. And then there's, there's something for everyone on the show. That's so amazing. Your media career really started ostensibly from one of your passions, which is running and fitness. Overall, how would you say fitness has impacted your life and particularly since the pandemic? Running is everything. I mean, if I, I feel it's, 
fueled me in many ways. It helps me think. When I go for running, I may not do like what I set out to do. I'll do 10 minutes. At least I'm out there doing something. No matter if I'm having a bad day, running sets the tone of my day. <laughs> like I said, it's like brushing my teeth. And if it's not running, I power walk. I mean, I said, I love walking. And I feel with during the pandemic, it's, it's, it's sort of like, uh, I need to get out. <laughs> yes. I need to get outside like golfing, right? There's some people who really love golfing and golfing has been a great, um, opportunity for people to learn about golfing. We were just with a wonderful couple on uh, on Saturday night, my husband and I, and they were talking about the 16,000 steps they do just on the golf yes. course and they'll never go into caddy like they do the walking. And and even that, like, you know, there's always ways to incorporate fitness into your life and just to make it work. It's so great. So you also do another show that's really after my own heart and it focuses on music and entertainment and yes. it's called The Closing Act, which also airs on Novus TV and on YouTube. Can you tell us a bit more about The Closing Act? You know, it's funny because was the running column. I created a running column called The Runner's Mind, and I was profiling actors who run or work out, and and then the show run with that. And because the producer novice said, "Well, why don't you uh, think about maybe creating a, another show like music?" And I'm like, "Music? <laughs> I mean, I love music, <laughs> but I'm not a musician, you know." But I and and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll create a music show, a profile on music entertainment. And that's how it happened. It went from run with it to musics. And I, I just interviewed, well, guests on the show who talk about music. But it's not only about a musician, it's about uh, actors as well. So it's, it's just from there. You know, one thing leads to another, Judy. <laughs> it's so fantastic. You've interviewed numerous international recording artists and celebrities and a lot of them on a red carpet. I've seen you on these red carpets. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it, fantastic. And uh, I, there was actually a name that stood out for me, and that was David Clayton Thomas. What was it like interviewing him? Oh, what a fabulous guest. I mean, he's so humble and so just a joy to interview and I learned so much from him he took me down you know so many like I didn't know like as I said he learned so much from gas right but he was fantastic so wonderful um, do you find I know on this show you also interview some CEOs in the industry what do you find fascinating about interviewing the people behind the scenes of the music industry well that I learned so much and for the audience too they learn what they have to do. The roles are so important and it takes a lot to make a show. It takes a lot to, um, you know, it, it takes a team. That's absolutely, we have very, I think, very parallel careers because you're speaking yes. of this is all so familiar, <laughs> but you wear so many hats, Christine. You're also a writer. You've written for numerous magazines and newspapers. And so I, I know that you've really done broadcast journalism, but what inspired you to pursue the writing side of journalism? Well, I, I started the column in 2005. You know, I had a, a, someone in the, a friend told me, you'll never make it as a writer. Watch me go. <laughs> that's the way to do it <laughs> i don't pretend to be the best writer i i find writing is a craft and and it just gives me another platform you know creative juices if you will and i start and i love it it's like a puzzle you put it all together and you whip it up and you figure out you know and then i have someone who helps me edit the story you know the stories because um 
it's indeed a craft, but I, I love writing. I, I find it's a different platform, as I said. And, and yeah. I think you've got a book in you. I wouldn't be surprised if there's <laughs> going to be a book in you, but having written, I love writing, but I also love having written like that moment when you figure out the lead to your story, when you figure out the lead to your article, when you get, when it all starts to flow, it's just such a beautiful feeling. Yes. You talk a lot about your mom who sounds like a wonderful person. Can you tell us about your mom? I know she was always very creative, worked as a seamstress, loved crafts, loved to dance. How did she feel about you pursuing your creativity? Oh, she's my role model. I mean, she's passed, and sorry. but I know, I know she really um, she inspired me mm-hmm. because she was humble. She never um, she crocheted. She made all these out of. Uh, what do you call it? Um, clothesline picks. She made little chairs. Mm. She, she was a dancer. I mean, I'm not a ballet. I mean, I don't have the body type, but I'm not, you know, she is just an amazing cook. She, she's my everything. She's my role models, you know, and I look, oh, she's no, she's looking down on me and, and yeah. seeing, and I had her chicken, chicken, uh, was a chicken recipe, um, chicken soup recipe Uh, and I put her recipe in TV week uh, and and yeah, I sent her a copy. She was just so excited and that made me happy. So I'm doing it from my mom and my family. It's, it's, it's about that support. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. There's so much more about you. You've been involved in the fashion world and we were doing our research. We saw many photos of you on the red (laughs) carpet Uh, and you've also even been a juror for the Leo Awards. Can you just briefly tell us more about the Leo Awards for TV and film and what your involvement as a juror was and what that looked like exactly? I mean, I love being a juror, uh, I guess, for the past three or four years. And it's just great to you do a lot of screening films like drama, for instance, this year. And and then you come together as a roundtable and you discuss um, about the films, what you liked. And you talk, you pick the best actor, the, the best uh, supporting role and the best cinematography. And it, and it, it showcase. And, then, you know, and sometimes my feedback isn't really what they all agreed on but it doesn't matter because it gives me an opportunity to see what I can do what I like and then sometimes it all we all agree but it's just fun to have that debate and it's a round table we, we met virtually this year and last year and it's it's a great opportunity to meet other people too other colleagues so cool Christine you've had a career in fashion I just want the listeners to to get this because it's so fabulous in fashion in the arts, in music, entertainment, fitness, health, and running. <laughs> That's a lot. Do you have a favorite area that you love to work in? Boy, I love entertainment. Mm-hmm. I I mean, then there comes running. I mean, I, I don't, I think as we grow, um, we go on to chapters in life, like running, used to, you know, used to be running. Now I do more than running. I'm moving. It's like I have running <laughs> shoes underneath my red gown. I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, nobody knew because my oh. heels were killing me. And but just, I just love people, and I love growing, and I love, I love entertainment and fitness entertainment. I've, I don't know if I coined that. I don't know if it's a word out there, but fitness entertainment. 
Fantastic. I, I'm going to coin it. I, I and say that this is Christine Blanchette's fitness entertainment. What a lane. What, what, what a cool thing. Um, everyone has a dream of where they'd like to see their careers go ultimately. And I think you've done a lot of it already. But what would you like to see happen in the next five years? Or do you have like a dream job that you envision for yourself? Well, I would love for the shows to grow, like to be on a network. But most of all, I want to inspire people. I want to leave a legacy behind, and it's it's not about me. It takes a team, and it takes the expert to come on the show to to talk about their their story, their expertise, and I'm just I'm there in the seat asking questions yeah. <laughs> and, and and maybe write that memoir. I don't know. Maybe you inspired me, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Well, you let me know when you do, and then you can come back and tell yes. us all about it. Yes. We would love that. <laughs> what What is bliss for Christine Blanchette? Being present and, and being, just being happy. I, I don't, it's every day I wake up and I, I have gratitude. I am thankful for a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have, I can, I can go out and run and, and, and yeah, I don't know. It's just, just being present is the main thing for me. And that's hard to do. <laughs> it is. And that, that's really what this show is all about. Christine is mindfulness is so important because when you're not worrying about what just happened or what's coming up down the pike and you can just be right here right now in this moment, like this moment, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. one. And I'm yes. grateful that you've been here today. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you and follow you on social media and follow all the exciting things that you're doing? Um, yes, thank you. Uh, runwithit.ca or just run with it. Or Christine Blanchette. I mean, it'll come up, <laughs> I think. <you> know? <laughs> That's fantastic. I want to thank you. It's just been really, it's been so great. And I love that image of the gown with running shoes because I'm not allowed to wear heels right now. So I'm just having this vision of a really great red gown with a pair of running shoes and making it work. That's so wonderful. We're going to go on a short commercial break. More with Finding Your Bliss when we come back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And I'm so delighted to reintroduce our first guest, Melissa Verdo, who is our featured artist this week. And she's going to be closing out the show with a gorgeous original ballad. Uh, Melissa, nice to see you back again. And uh, (laughs) can you set up your song, Change Your Mind, for all of us? Yeah, um, this song I wrote quite a few years ago, actually, but it's one of the songs that um, I guess I hold dear to my heart. So when you listen to it, you'll know it's definitely about a boy. So I'm not going to say who it's about. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was definitely we always write from our experiences. So <laughs> that that explains it for sure. Yeah. It's quite beautiful. Let's all have a listen to change your mind. Due to international copyright law, podcasts are unable to include music. Music can only be played on the live radio broadcast. Finding Your Bliss airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. If you'd like to hear this artist's music, you can find the link to our Finding Your Bliss SoundCloud in the episode description. Oh, my God, Melissa, that's so beautiful. You have such a gorgeous voice. I hope you're still singing all the time because, wow. It's so hard to listen to yourself sing. Like, it's like, it's like to listen to something you wrote. It's like, so it's awkward, but good at the same time. (laughs) Well, that's just absolutely beautiful. And when you listen to this show, you should listen to it in your car with the windows open because that's a really good feeling I've heard (laughs) from some of the artists. (laughs) That's great. Well, I am so happy for your success, Melissa. And I'm so thrilled that you found and are following your bliss. And by being here today, I think you're helping other people and giving them the courage courage and the confidence to do the same. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure, especially with you. I'm knowing you for so long. (laughs) So lovely. I know it's really been special for me too. Each week we spotlight a singer, songwriter, or musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. And if you're an author, artist, yoga, meditation, or mindfulness expert, or really anyone who has found and is following their bliss, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at fyb at findingyourbliss.com. I'm also a life coach. If I can help you in any way, let me know. You can reach out and contact me at findyourbliss.com slash coaching. I'm also on Insight Timer, the number one free meditation app. And all you have to do is search me up, Judy Liebrach. Of course, as well, you can follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. We are so thrilled to announce one of the most exciting giveaways to date on Finding Your Bliss. This is a truly spectacular giveaway that is ongoing this week, and it's courtesy of Makeup by Melly V. So Melissa Verdo is giving away a $600 beauty giveaway to a lucky listener follower. The gorgeous makeup basket Melissa has put together is truly phenomenal, valued at $300. Plus, as an incredible bonus, Melissa has also included, get this, a one-on-one one Zoom or in-person lesson or makeup application with Melissa herself, also valued at $300 for a total grand prize value of $600. To enter this fabulous giveaway, all you have to do is follow at the Bliss Minute on Instagram for all the contest details for your chance to win this phenomenal beauty prize pack giveaway courtesy of Makeup by Melly V. Good luck to everyone. This contest closes on Tuesday, November 16th at 6 p.m. I would like to thank all of our guests, Melissa Verdo and Christine Blanchette. Thank you to Mag Ruffman, producer Shvan Kiley, senior editor Haley Legia, editorial assistant Lauren Kaminsky, wonderful intern Shelley Koskinen, and audio producer Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. We're going to close out the show today with a short meditation from the book, Real Happiness, The Power of Meditation by Sharon Salzberg. And this meditation is called The Circle of Loving Kindness Meditation. And here is an excerpt from that now. Imagine yourself sitting in the center of a circle made up of the most loving beings you've ever met. Or perhaps you've never met them but you've been inspired by them. Maybe they exist now 
or they existed historically or even mythically. That's the circle. And there you are in the center of it. It's a circle of love. You can experience yourself as receiving the energy, the attention, the care, the regard of all these beings. Silently repeat whatever phrases are expressive of what you would most wish for yourself, not just for today, but for always. Phrases that are big and that are open. You can use the traditional phrases you've been using, or you can choose phrases that are personally meaningful to you, such as, may I be peaceful, or may I be free of suffering. Choose three or four phrases that really work for you and speak to you. And then imagine everyone in the circle surrounding you and sending you these phrases of loving kindness. You don't need to do anything special to deserve this kind of acknowledgement or care. It just comes simply because you exist. And you can allow that quality of compassion and love to flow right back out toward that circle and then toward all beings everywhere. So you can transform what you receive into giving. When you feel ready, take a few breaths here, breathing in, breathing out slowly and evenly. Another deep, beautiful breath in and inhale, holding it at the top and breathing out. And now gently open your eyes, come back to the room smile, and have the wonderful rest of your day. For everyone here, I'm Judy Liebrack, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.